0: You're listening to the Oklahoma Math Podcast. All right, greetings everyone. This week is a little bit different. Today is January 17th and we have a really special treat for you. Let me just quickly recap everything that went on this week that I can remember. First of all, I'm Levi and we had a really interesting time. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday we did our Algebra 1 Geometry and Algebra 2 Item Reviews here in Oklahoma City, so we had teams of teachers reviewing those items, and um, it's a very difficult and frustrating process, but it's really exciting, and um, we got to see a lot of good examples of what the Common Core assessments will look like for the 2014-2015 school year. So kind of with that, you should be looking forward to some more information about the blueprints coming by the end of this month, information about the calculator policy, which we already know uh, our sixth and seventh graders can use four function and square root calculators. Our eighth graders can use scientific calculators and our high school students can all use graphing calculators for next year's test. But that'll be coming out more officially by the end of this month. And we'll have new reference sheets and hopefully even some more insight on the new item specifications. And so be looking forward to that. But that was a lot of fun and we sure appreciated all of the teachers who came from around the state to give their time and so much energy in that process. And I just have to say kudos to Sonia Fitzgerald, our assessment director here for mathematics. She really put a lot of work into making that a success, and I think it was. Uh, Then, right smack dab in the middle of item specification, excuse me, item review, we uh, and the whole Office of Instruction here traveled up all the way to Bartlesville and did our very first REACH regional meeting of the spring semester. And I had a whole heck of a lot of fun with those teachers, and I know Jennifer Lamb did with the elementary teachers. And we thought that was uh, a really great learning experience for us because it was our first session. But folks, if you're looking for some good PD focused on strategies, common core, assessments, and all of those kinds of things, you should come to our free PD if, when it's in your neck of the woods. So the last couple of days, Tiffany, Neil, and I are have been working very hard to make sure that our OK Math and OK Sci Leadership uh, meeting is is well planned out. So that'll be coming up. And if you don't know much about the OK Math and OK Sci Leadership, I can kind of fill you in with all the details in another podcast, but it's a very exciting opportunity for math and science teachers to be trained on uh, becoming leaders in their schools, and um, they're just such an amazing group, and we're looking forward to spending some more time with them. So that's my short recap of the week, except I left out maybe the most important thing. It turns out that middle school students who are taking high school math courses no longer need to take both tests. So this is an announcement that came from the superintendent earlier this week, and we're really excited about it. So there will be more information sent out to folks letting them know um, how that's going going to impact TLE and A through F and all those types of things. But that's the the, the basic news is if you've got a kiddo that's in a 7th or 8th grade class taking Algebra 1, no longer will they have to take both of those assessments. They'll only have to take the EOI assessment. So all of that leads me to... The thing that I'm probably um, most proud of for this week is that we have uh, our very own member of our OKMathTeachers.com Steering Committee, Robin Glensman, who posted the, the uh, a new blog post today that is called The Friday Roundup, Top 5 Things Principals Need to Know to Support Math Instruction. And you can find that blog post right now on our website. It's the very first post. Well, it'll actually follow the... It's actually going to be the second post now that this uh, podcast is there. And she's done a really nice job of talking about what math teachers can do to support their principles and vice versa. And I went ahead and took that blog post and had Jennifer Glisson, our TLE director, um, talk a little bit about it. And so what follows here is, a is an I think, a really great short little interview with Jennifer talking about Robin's post. So I hope you guys enjoy this. We're really going to try to use this model to make these podcasts even better for you folks. So please give me feedback on if you like it. Give Robin some great positive comments on her blog post because she really did a great job putting herself out there with this first example of a Friday roundup. So I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. As always, if you need anything, just give me a call, shoot me an email, and just let me know how I can help. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Jennifer, for Talking with me and just taking this time to do the quick interview. So I have two basic questions this week's um, roundup is about TLE. Okay. And about how math teachers can support their administrators in understanding what TLE um, looks like in the math classroom. Okay. So I had a chance to show you the blog post where we had kind of the five main things that uh, Robin Glinsman shared with uh, math teachers and how they can support administrators. But I have two basic questions for you. The first being... Which one of those five is your favorite?
1: Well, Levi, they're they are they're actually all excellent. Um, it's everything that every administrator needs to know. However, not every administrator can know all five of those at a high level. The one that I would suggest as my favorite or the best in terms of an administrative view would be the one about literacy. An administrator needs to know what literacy looks like in a math classroom because our training for the most part, would not be accurate in terms of seeing what it is that we think is literacy in math and what a math teacher thinks literacy is.
0: Okay. So whenever you say you're talking about, you know, literacy is kind of presented on a large scale that, that has so many components. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not just uh, reading the book. It's not just, you know, taking time to write in the classroom. And there are, There's speaking and listening. There's arguments. So, like, how does a – what what should the math teacher say to their principal to, to – help them focus on what literacy looks like in a math classroom? What, what should that conversation look like?
1: Well, one suggestion I have is if a math teacher can identify, for example, I'm an ELA teacher, so literacy looks different to me. Right. So if someone were to show me, here's an example of probably what you're used to in terms of what literacy looks like, but in math, here's the difference. This is the different point of view. This is. How we stake a claim, this is how we provide evidence. this is how we use our reading and our writing to support that.
0: Okay so so if a teacher a teacher probably to support especially a principal who's not been a math teacher, mm-hmm. they probably just need to have a really just straightforward conversation about d- the differences. what what is literacy in an ELA classroom or uh, you know more of a social studies kind of or anything where they're doing kind of this text analysis and then be able to say in my math classroom, Here's what that looks like. Here's a really. Here's what I think is a good example. Please start looking for this and and make sure that we're looking at the same thing.
1: Well, and you're exactly right. You actually brought up a good point. You know, citation in ELA may look different in terms of math.
0: Right, because in a math classroom, they could be doing a problem where they're making assumptions mm-hmm. that they need to identify. Uh, they are creating you know solution pathways that have maybe evidence. Maybe they could uh, debate with with teammates, which probably reaches like a uh, speaking and listening uh, goals.
1: Exactly. So as long as you're
0: having those conversations, that should be uh, probably a good thing.
1: Well, and your conversation would be different. For example, if the administrator did have a math background. You know, right. and, you know it, Again, if they do have a math background, they're going to get it a lot faster than someone who does not. And so, again, I would just gauge the knowledge level of the administrator. And administrators, we love it when we're educated. Because, again, we, we cannot know all or be all. So if a teacher were to come to me and say, okay, this is probably what you're used to looking at, and here's how it translates in my classroom. Good. That is, you know, that is the good information that we need in order to do our jobs and be more effective in terms of our observations of you and feedback. I think it's more credible if you know that we are educated in that area.
0: Got it. That's I think that's great. Let me say one thing, because Robin's, one of her other topics is... The practices, and and beneath the practices, we're connecting um, to some videos from IllustrativeMathematics.org with uh, teachers who are engaging in those practices, and some of those are really. Um, some of them are really connected to literacy, so that could be a good example of what a teacher might give their principal is like a video of, of that, or the teaching channel has some good videos of people engaging in some of those practices. So those kind of can go together, and if the if the principal is still unclear, you might be able to just give them a video or two yeah, of what that it could look perfect. like. Yeah, sounds perfect. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what didn't make the list. So. We got five grade items here. We got the teachers need, the principals need to understand the standards, which we're hopefully will provide them um, grade level downloads of the standards. They need to understand the practices, where we'll connect them to videos about the practices. They need to understand, um, I don't remember which was is third, I think it's literacy is third, but it may be Bloom's. So they need to understand literacy, which we've talked about. They need to understand Bloom's, and they need to understand application. What didn't make the list?
1: Okay, what didn't make the list that I think should be on the list is the topic of co-evaluators in terms of TLE. When an administrator observes a classroom, again, they they do not know everything. They they cannot possibly even scrape the surface, which is why I really suggest for districts to consider using co-evaluators. Someone who is an expert maybe in the field of the administrative side of TLE, and then someone who's an expert in the content area, so that there's this collaborative perspective, and I think a more um, accurate observation of what is um, going on in the classroom.
0: Right, so this is almost like a translator?
1: It, it can be, be, it can, it can literally be a translator, uh, specifically in technical content areas like math or even world languages. But um, for an administrator to know all the terminology, to know all the the standards, um, to know all the best practices is just not going to happen. Got so it. someone who is an expert in that area can see these nuances that administrator would never be able to dissect and translate yeah. for the administrator.
0: Great. So I can imagine all the calculus teachers out there are applauding this idea right now because they're like, they, they want a principal who can come in and understand what was good about the teaching, but then they need, maybe they need somebody to just say like, hey, what they were talking about is actually this and it, and it meets TLE these ways um, because maybe maybe they weren't able to digest uh, derivatives or whatever you know, whatever the topic was. I
1: would agree that that probably so. is not going to be something that an administrator would be able to detect. Yeah. And again, if it's, if it's a, a best practice but it's not being taught very well, it would be hard for us to detect that also where a, a co-evaluator be, would be able to explain that this was a good attempt at this best practice, but here's what you didn't see and what you didn't understand when connecting the content.
0: Good, good, good. So I have a, actually I have a good example that we okay. haven't talked about before. I had talked to a, a, a fantastic teacher, I won't mention the school just because of um, kind of the way that the TLE observation played out, but mm-hmm. she, she got pinged on um, not having kind of random, call, you know, random calling on students. Mm-hmm. Because she had really followed, I mean, to the to the perfect example of a, a practice in math that's orchestrating um, mathematical conversations. So there's this really cool book that's called the The Five Practices of Orchestrating Mathematical Conversations. She did it perfectly. It was all about it's all about looking at the student work, sequencing it, and then choosing the individuals in the correct order to build the conversation flow in the classroom. So it totally takes out the randomness. Of right. It. Well, then the principal deemed her on random you know, engagement of the students right. because she was being strategic. And she said, you know, she told me about this and she said, well, you know, this is, this is the research that we have in math that says this is how we can engage students more deeply and conceptually into the, into the conversations. And she said, I just don't know how to do, how, how do I deal with that?
1: I do and, have a great recommendation. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to interrupt, but go ahead. Yeah, no,
0: that's it. That's it.
1: Well, uh, and, and again, this is a classic case of miscommunication. You know, how do I communicate this to the administrator when an administrator is so busy? This is why I really strongly suggest a pre-conference if this is something that is an option in your district. And most I don't think I've heard of a district who does not have that for an option. Okay. So a pre-conference with your administrator with the exact language that you just used. Here's what I've learned. Here's the strategy. Administrators are trained. And, again, this is an opportunity for the administrator to say, Well, this is how I was trained. This is how I see or I'm trained to view engagement with students. Administrators are trained to separate the classroom into quadrants. We're trained to actually monitor what they call a travel path, where you step, the proximity of the student to you. we are trained to actually dissect the the specific type of question that you ask males versus females, mm-hmm. and so it's very technical. But I don't know if it's necessarily best strategy um, for that particular for lesson.
0: Like, yeah, for that content. For area. For that content area. Okay. Exactly.
1: So that is where an administrator—it's it's a colla- it, we call it um, calibrating. Yeah. We need to calibrate what you define as an effective strategy and what an administrator defines as an effective strategy.
0: Okay, so I'm hearing what really should be the, the for the sixth man award of all things that administrators should know to mm-hmm. support math teachers, what they need to know is one, you can have a, a co you can have a co observer. Exactly. Evaluator mm-hmm. or however it is. So you can have somebody else in there who maybe understands math a little more specifically and can help kind of translate that to the administrator. So that's a that's a great resource. Uh, probably a little more difficult for our small schools, but not impossible. Um, and then and then also we can kind of maybe have our pre-conference meetings where we can say, hey, one of these strategies that I w- that I do use is this, and here's why it's actually a best practice for math. Um, it may not align perfectly to what what is the overarching TLE model, but this is this is why it's maybe on the innovating level of this uh, because it's really supported in research. And so
1: that's exactly what you need to do. And as an edu- as a as an educator, but an administrative educator, we can grow. Yeah. Just as much, if not more so, than teachers. And we need to because we do have the responsibility of effective evaluations that are accurate for all content areas. We are only as good as you educate us to be. Yeah. So we, we have to learn. We have to grow. You're the top minds in that content area. We need the input so that our output is much more effective.
0: Good. So, teachers, be advocates for yourselves in this process, and um, and you know, we just hope that everybody can grow. Ed- educators grow, administrators grow, students grow. That's the goal, right? Okay. Well, thanks so much, Jennifer, for You're your time. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you, Levi. You're listening to the Oklahoma Math Podcast.